Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I'm Pastor Rocky Fritz coming to you from the First Baptist Church in Amboy, Illinois. I encourage you to follow along in your Bible with pen and notebook in hand as we study the scriptures verse by verse and word by word. We are currently traveling the Romans road. Gather your things together and turn in your New Testament to Paul's epistle to the Romans, or what we usually refer to as the Book of Romans. As we come to the end of Romans chapter number 2 today, it would be good for us to back up and look at the big picture of the book of Romans. The first segment of the book of Romans presents the bad news. It shows the need of salvation. It prepares us to receive the good news which is to follow. Chapter number 1 declares God's condemnation of the Gentiles. Chapter 2 declares God's condemnation of the Jews. Chapter number 3 is going to conclude this section by showing us that all men are condemned as sinners before a holy God. Now keep in mind the Jews were given the laws of God, but the law was never designed to justify anyone. Now up to this segment, the focus has been on the moral law of God. Specifically mentioned in the last couple of verses is the laws concerning stealing, adultery, and idolatry. Now these laws are universal and apply to all men, both Jew and Gentile. Our focus in the last couple of verses of this chapter will become the ceremonial laws. These laws were given specifically to the Jews. The purpose of these laws are prophetic in nature. They include laws concerning holy days, concerning sacrifices, concerning the dietary restrictions and the religious rites of the Old Testament Jews. These are prophetic pictures that tell the story of God's plan of redemption for all man. Now both Jew and Gentile are condemned by the moral law, but the Jews have also failed and are condemned concerning the ceremonial laws. And with that in mind, we pick up in verse number 24, which says, The name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. The name of God is in reference to the character and the person of God. And notice God's character, God's name is blasphemed. It's vilified, it's spoken evil of, it's reviled. The idea is that God chose the nation of Israel to reveal his person and plan of redemption to the whole world. Because the Jews misunderstood the purpose of these ceremonial laws, they not only missed God's plan, but they failed to reveal God's plan to the Gentile world. In verse 25 we read, For circumcision verily profiteth, if thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Now we're focusing for these next few verses on the law or the rite of circumcision. Circumcision was given as a sign to every Israelite male of God's plan and purpose to raise a Messiah through the lineage or the seed of Abraham. Circumcision has no magical, moral, or saving effect in and of itself. It is simply a sign given to the Jews. Now in verse 26 and 27 we read two rhetorical questions. 
Verse number 26 reads, Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? This question really is making this statement. Gentiles are condemned or justified by their natural law. The phrase, the uncircumcision, is in direct reference to the Gentile world. They were only bound by God's moral laws, not by God's ceremonial laws. Now, if the Gentiles could keep all of God's moral laws as they were given to them by their natural conscience, that law still would not be enough to save them. Remember that no man can possibly keep the moral laws of God. Verse number 27 The next question says, And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law? These questions are not given in search for an answer, but they are making a point or a statement in form of a question. This verse is given to give us the understanding that Gentiles are not obligated to obey the ceremonial laws. There is no spiritual obligation for Gentiles to be circumcised. The Jews had kept the letter of the law of circumcision, but they lacked the full understanding of the meaning of the rite of circumcision. Verse number 28 says, For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. You see, performing an outward religious act does not make a person a Jew or a member of God's chosen people. The same can be said of Christianity in our world today. Some think that because they've been baptized or because they've had communion or because they're a church member, they are a part of God's chosen people and they call themselves Christians. That's an out, those are outward forms. That does not make a person a part of God's special chosen people. Verse number 29 explains and brings it all into conclusion for us by saying, But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. In this verse, we see very clearly defined that God's focus is on the heart or the inner man, not on the flesh or the outer man when it comes to redemption or justification. The phrase circumcision of the heart is in reference to cutting off all that offends God from a man's heart, his inner being. God cuts away or removes our sin and makes us new by the Spirit of His grace at the moment of salvation. This is a matter of the heart and a working of the Spirit of God. This is not a work of the flesh or keeping the letter of the law. God refers to this act throughout Scripture as the new birth. When He makes us a new creation or makes us a new man in Christ Jesus, Ephesians chapter number 2 gives us a good summary of all that these verses are saying. When God says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, 
not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. When a person is born again, it's all a work of God's grace. There's nothing in our flesh that can accomplish salvation. There's no work that we can do, no outer deed can we do to justify ourselves before God. If that were the case, it would do nothing but fill us with pride. And God says that salvation is nothing that we have to boast in. We simply lift up the name of Jesus through our salvation. And we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has chosen that we should walk in, in fellowship with Him through the grace of of God through God doing in us what we cannot do on our own. That concludes our study in this chapter of the book of Romans for the week. Next week we will journey to the next chapter as we travel the Romans road together. I look forward to seeing you this Lord's Day and Sunday school hour at 9:30. We encourage you to join in on the discussion of this chapter. In the morning service at 10:30 and the evening service at 6 o'clock. We will be preaching out of this chapter. If you are in the area and do not have a church home, we hope that you will consider joining our family for the day. If you belong to a Bible-believing church family, please be faithful there. If you're not sure of your eternal destiny, feel free to contact us at any time at fbcamboy.org. Until next time, God bless you and have a great day. Music